0: A new study highlights how people with marginalized identities experienced higher levels of depression and anxiety during the pandemic. The study published earlier this month used an online survey to gather diverse participants examining the psychological and emotional toll of COVID 19. Damien Stanley is an assistant professor at Adelphi University and co leader of the project.
1: We found uh, that. Um, experienced emotion changed the shape and the substance of these memories. So negative emotion in particular enhanced recall, uh, while more chronic markers like depression and PTSD predicted more blunted recall.
0: Stanley hopes the study could serve as a valuable resource for those looking into long-term mental health effects of the pandemic. You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news update from the Connecticut, New York region. Linda Mangano has been released from prison five months into her sentence. Two bills in Connecticut would limit rent increases in the state and an effort in New York to bring Indigenous studies into the classroom. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garone. Linda Mangano has been released from federal prison after serving five months of a 15-month sentence for a corruption scheme during her husband's time as Nassau County Executive. WSHU's Charles Lane has more. According to federal records, Mrs. Mangano was released last month to a residential re-entry program in New York. She is scheduled to end her home confinement in August. She was convicted in 2019 for lying to the FBI during an investigation into her husband's Edmund Gano's bribery scheme. The case against the couple at first resulted in a mistrial. They were later convicted in a second trial for helping to steer government contracts to their friend in exchange for cash. They then spent three years appealing and trying to avoid jail time. Both Mangano's finally surrendered to prison officials in July. Ed Mangano is currently serving a 12-year sentence in Massachusetts. Charles Lane, WSHU News. Emotions ran high at a lengthy legislative hearing in Connecticut over two bills to limit rent increases. WSHU's Shelley Hassman-Kadish reports. Tenants at Tuesday's hearing shared stories of increases as high as 50 percent and of being evicted without cause when a lease expired. The bills would cap annual rent increases by 4 percent plus the Consumer Price Index. Tenants say they're concerned that people who can't afford the higher costs would become homeless. Landlords say the proposals could burden housing providers with higher costs and lead them to pull out of the rental business. That would increase the housing shortage in the state. The meeting resulted in some heated exchanges between advocates on both sides of the proposal, prompting the committee to take a five-minute break. The committee was in session for over 14 hours. Shelley Hassman-Kadish, WSHU News. Shinnecock member Jermaine Smith has joined a new advisory council of Indigenous leaders in New York. The State Department of Education formed the council to discuss Indigenous education needs. Smith says his main goal is to prevent Indigenous students from falling through the cracks. Like himself, he says he's a prime example of where the school district failed. He went to Southampton School District and didn't graduate.
1: Took a very different path, and it, it is because I was not prepared. Um, and I didn't have the the direction and the support that I needed.
0: Smith says New York State is moving in the right direction, but there's still a long way to go. Integrating indigenous culture and language studies into the curriculum could help with that. More on a proposed certificate for New York's public school teachers after headlines and a message from our supporter. Support for After All Things comes from Hartford HealthCare. More COVID vaccine answers at hartfordhealthcare.org vaccine or 833-621-0600. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont and New York Governor Kathy Hochul joined 18 other Democratic governors in forming a multi-state reproductive freedom alliance. Their goal is to support women's reproductive rights following last year's Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade and the rise of abortion bans throughout the country. The City of New Haven has received $400,000 in federal funding to improve roads and intersections. The funds will go directly to the City's Safe Routes for All plan with the goal of supporting walkable communities, bike lanes, and improved public transit. Long Island University will develop a new museum exhibit hail to the chief electing the American president at its Roosevelt school. The university will partner with the historical organization Museum of Democracy to display its items from past presidential elections. The exhibit is expected to open this spring. The New York State Department of Education is proposing a new indigenous culture and language studies certificate for teachers. Matt Hassan explains how this would allow more kids to learn about indigenous culture.
2: This proposal would increase the number of teachers who are authorized to teach native language and culture and attract more to New York's public schools. Right now, teachers must regularly renew their permits to teach these subjects. The state says this proposed certificate would allow these teachers to stay permanently and open them up to tenure. Onondaga Nation school culture teacher Bradley Paulus says the proposal could also encourage more schools to hire these teachers. He describes why this is essential for Native children.
1: It's an important reminder to the kids, really a good self-identity for the children. And it's something that we feel that the kids need, knowing who they are when they're exploring the big world outside of the nation.
2: He says it's alarming that children around the county don't know much about the Onondaga Nation, especially when it's just a 10 minute drive south of Syracuse.
1: So many school districts don't know about the Onondaga people living just outside their borders. And we know that just from some of the requests we get to go visit children's schools. But when we do know it, we can see that kids really want to learn about us, but some are like, wow, we didn't know Onondaga really existed. It's just kind of like a myth.
2: Paulus says the Onondaga Nation is fortunate to have schools on their territory. He says this proposal would really help Native children in New York State who are missing that.
1: Other communities don't have that luxury that we have. Maybe there's a community that only has a few Native kids going to their district and they're not on Native territory. And the parents say, well, we want to have these kids learn our native dialect or our native language. You know, what do you do for those kids? I think something like this is really going to help them.
2: The State Education Department will consult Indigenous nations about these proposed regulations and is accepting public comment until May 1st. They will present the proposal to the State Board of Regents for adoption in June.
0: And that was Matt Hassan reporting. For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or anytime online at WSHU.org or with the WSHU app. After All Things is supported by Hartford Healthcare. And as always, if you have any thoughts or story ideas, please feel free to reach out. Our email is news at WSHU.org. I'm Sabrina Garone. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll talk tomorrow.